0: Out of the tunnel, onto the floor for the second hour of Sports Talk. Now joining the program, Evan Kahn, along with me, Scott Beatty, and you. Thank you so much for being with us. You can weigh in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which is 217-351-5357. Instant classic last night in high school hoops. We'll talk about it with Colin Lycus coming up. Central and Centennial went triple overtime the load on that. I think seeds are coming out soon, too, for the the brackets. Plenty of that and more. we got a lot of Illini stuff to get to. We talked last hour with Tyra Perry, Illinois softball head coach. They're kicking off their season on Friday, and uh, coincidentally, it's her sister's team that she's playing. Tyra Perry's younger sister is a head coach of Southern, and that's the first game they play, so that'll, that'll be fun. Good to see you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you stay up for last night's record-breaking moment with LeBron James?
1: I did. I, I used my night off from basketball to watch basketball. You
0: I <laughs> got it right here.
1: Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. And there it is! LeBron! LeBron James!
0: Pretty cool moment. What a pop. They stopped the game. They stopped the quarter with 11 seconds left and had the big celebratory moment. LeBron James addressed the crowd, said a bad word on television. Uh, You know what I was thinking about with that? Look, I'm not here to... Uh, we all know that bad words are out there, and and they're said, and they're said by all kinds of people. I was just a little surprised that it got out. Uh, I would have thought somebody had a delay button, mm-hmm. uh, a network, and I'm surely somebody said, "Hey, when the moment happens, he's gonna address the crowd, and here's the feed." And I, I'm not necessarily, f- you know, I would prefer that it wouldn't have been said, but I- I'm not judging that so much as. It's just interesting to me there was a time and a place where if you did that I mean the just the, whole, the it just would have been so out of bounds <laughs> so out of bounds and we've reached a point where it might not be everybody's taste but it's also not such a big deal yeah I, mean, just, I mean I mean that's st- what strikes me I
1: think sticks and stones that that saying started long before I was born. So I mean, yeah. what wh- what what are words anyway? All I'm but, yeah, saying where, is, just where the is, social mores is the have dump, changed? Where's the dump button at, at, at on those? I mean, you you see it all the time at the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever. That awkward five minutes of silence as the mouth <laughs> is still moving. Oh, somebody said something bad. Yeah, yeah. But but when you're you're the king, you you can you can do and say <laughs> you what you want. Get a little margin and, there, <laughs> and, and and we just kind of roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: it just it, it was a neat moment. I credited uh, too for because I—I turned it on and TNT. Like, I said to myself, I hope they have a graphic so I don't even have to guess. And they did. They had like the countdown graphic oh, every yeah. time he scored. You know, okay, he needs six points now. He needs four. He needs two. You know, and uh, so, and Brian Anderson on the call. He's—he's he's the best in big moments like that. I credit him a, as well. But LeBron he's the scoring king he's he's no doubt he passed up kareem with the playoff points and everything combined last year but the regular season points and uh hard to argue with i mean he's one of the best i don't i don't know i mean there's there is so much being written and said about him but it was a
1: cool moment it it's It's good that that his name will be at the top of some list because he's on about every list that there is, whether it's three-pointers, steals, assists, points scored, points per game. Uh, Just having him at the top, I think it makes sense because no no disrespect to Kareem, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest. Um, I, I... Grew up loving the more than a game documentary on LeBron and his high school team that was just dominant in the state of Ohio. And a lot of comparisons to the hype around LeBron when he was in high school was similar to what Kareem or Lou Alcindor got back when he was in high school. So for for him to, to take that torch and just run with it... Um it, it it was awesome i mean the guy's 38 and he's just like okay i'm going to go drop 40 and get this record tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it, it's 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 still in there it's not as frequent as we used to see when he was younger but he he can still show out and and put on a, a performance for everybody and so he he's got that record the lakers did not get the win so that's a, a little disappointing and you you could see when he was off the floor that at 38, he is still the entire Lakers team that, that keeps them going. <laughs> yes,
0: the Lakers are celebrating today by being in the midst of trade talks. <laughs> yeah, because he
1: he needs some some help. You you don't want to want to send him off on, on this note. So, um, I I mean he's he's lived up to it and exceeded every expectation that was placed on him when he was 15 years old. Which uh, there, there's just not too many people who who do that. So hats off to him once again.
0: Yeah, that I agree. And, you know, I, I really wondered, can a high schooler be that good in the NBA? And he was.
1: Mm-hmm. Right away. Youngest at each of the the zero numbers, whether it's 10, 20, 30,000 points, he was the youngest and quickest. And he passed his Kareem in 150 less games. And he has diversified himself as a person in
0: some ways that other mega athletic stars haven't you know he's produced stuff and he's I mean he's just got his hands on a lot of things Um, you know Jordan was the first to like be the mega endorsement guy Mm -hmm. and and really brand himself in a way that hadn't been done before but I think LeBron has become this entrepreneur and um, give back to the community kind of guy in a way that has really helped endear himself to some people and he's just um you know, for a guy that quote didn't go to college, <laughs> he's he's been quite successful. <laughs> oh,
1: oh yeah, and, and a lot of I think the reason why he went to the Lakers was because of all of his business ventures and everything that he does on the side of being one of the greatest NBA players of, of all time. And you mentioned it. You know, his I promise school. He, he's helping ed- educate young people all over the world. He's he's a great family man. I mean, he's been married to Savannah. Is his whole career, he's got three kids with them. You know, the the only controversies he's really had is when he dips his toe in, into political stuff, which that that tends to happen when you put your uh, opinion out there. But as far as a, a person, a human being, a, a representative, the face of the NBA for the last twenty years, I, I don't think that they could have got a, a much better dude. Yep.
0: So it was really a nice moment for the second greatest player in the history of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> By the maybe
1: way, maybe the second greatest scorer. Yeah. Greatest player all around, no doubt. Okay. LeBron weighed more at 18 than Michael ever did. Michael could not have handled LeBron. You're probably not wrong, <laughs>
0: but I'm just not going to give up.
1: Like, like, Bill Lambeer was this big bad dude, and he was like 20 pounds less than LeBron was when, when he was at his prime. Yeah. Like, and, and he was a point guard uh by the way is twitter broken today what's going on i think it was at one time because i saw people were like tweeting out tests and i was like this does not happen
0: <laughs> people and then somebody was saying they, there's tweet limits is this a new thing people were tweeting out pictures of they've been reaching their twi- twitter limit
1: and probably uh, replying to too many people <laughs> 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 that, that that probably should be a thing i mean there's always so many thoughts that that Some folks should put on the internet a day. Yeah, there's some folks that should. Yeah, your your
0: thoughts. I mean, it's a free country, but (laughs) that doesn't mean we need to see them. Twitter is a a private business,
1: so (laughs) not run by the government.
0: Four Illinois football players invited to the NFL Combine. That makes eight in the last two seasons. Chase Brown, Sidney Brown, Quan Martin, Devin Witherspoon. Not surprising names, but still shows you that Illinois has... Produced some talent in the last couple of years, and uh, you know, let's let's do remember that Lovey Smith brought a lot of these guys on board, mm-hmm. but they were developed uh, and taken to another level by the current coaching staff under Brett Bielma. And uh, when you get guys going into the pros, that means you have a better football team.
1: That that it does indeed, it, and it helps for recruiting. It helps. You know uh, the the combine is a televised event, uh, as all of these things are, and they're going to be putting the University of Illinois on the screen. Big old black orange eye right and, there for you. Uh, as each of the players go up, no no surprise like like you said w- when you see the names, and we had heard four players were invited. I, I think around bowl season or or sometime then, and we were speculating who the fourth one might be. And it's awesome that that it's Quan Martin, uh, uh, one of the guys who, who started really early on in his Illinois career just kind of because he, he had to because there wasn't a, a whole lot more and, and really entrenched himself in, in the secondary. He's moved all around, so he'll get some, some more eyeballs on him, and, and then those other three, uh, of course, we, we kind of uh, assumed, and we expect to, to hear their name called here in a couple months. And Devin Witherspoon's a
0: no-fear guy, and uh, all, all those guys, I think, just have good makeup, good personality, mm-hmm. uh, good head on their shoulders. I think they all have attractiveness to the NFL in that way and probably will do really well on the Rorschach test. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the personality tests and all those stuff that they have to go through as NFL I wondered. I wondered
1: if they still did that. I, I imagine know. they probably do.
0: One time I thought that people were making that up, but I think it was a thing. Maybe it still is. Oh,
1: it was a thing, and, and it was affecting guys' draft status left and right. I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Jamarcus Russell was the one who performed really poorly on it and went on to be the worst number one overall pick of all time. So uh, I don't, I don't tests know if not do it.
0: Personality tests don't lie. <laughs>
1: sometimes. Sometimes. They told me I was going to be a truck driver.
0: There's still time. Yeah. There's
1: a shortage of those, you know. <laughs>
2: if
0: we could get you rigged up, no pun intended. With, <laughs> with um, you know, a, a, a remote device, and you could just be driving and hosting the show. We could. You could be.
1: That's uh, the future.
0: Uh, uh, you know. And well, I think that you know. And,
1: I'll get my Tesla truck. I'll, I'll work on that.
0: <laughs> yes, that'd be great. All right, Colin Likas joins us next.
1: Now at newsgazette.com, inside com, inside night basketball, a weekly podcast with beat writer Scott Ritchie, who has a new number one night atop his MVP list. Back you, Mike.
0: Rolling on on Sports Talk. Colin Lykas has joined the fun, and last night was on the scene for an instant classic in the always classic rivalry of Centennial and Central, so here to talk about that and some more with the prep scene. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for having me on. They cooked up a good one. Three overtimes
3: not good if you want to make deadline but yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're
0: sounding yeah. definitely a good game. sound like a true sports writer <laughs> game just went on and
3: on but I mean it was a it was a fun game to watch for sure I mean the two teams were uh well matched against one another centennial was a little short-handed um you know central's kind of had a a tough year they've had a few good wins sprinkled in but centennial probably came in as the on-paper favorite just because they've had a little more success this season a little more consistently but chargers were missing two of their regular starters not available throughout the game then they had another i I believe they started with nine players at least that's how many i saw take the court for warm-ups And one of those players got hurt early in the game. So you're down to eight. They had three guys fall out during (laughs) the game. So I'm pretty sure they had five active players left by the time the game ended. So they probably needed that game to end at the third overtime, regardless of the result. Otherwise, I'm not sure how many players they would have had left as we got further down. Uh, How many Macaboos are there? three as of right now there there was another one who graduated <laughs> a few years back <laughs> Oh, okay. I um, you so meant
0: congratulations yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of them um but
3: yeah <laughs> Is uh, it when there are a tommy yeah tom there was a tommy yes. he played football right so he played uh, he he might have he played i know him more as a basketball player okay um he was a good uh they, they're all they've all been smaller slider of frame kids who are good good shooters for the most part but uh you know last night uh, grady and todd uh were two uh, who got more playing time, but uh, then there was the third, younger brother, uh, Voldy, who uh, didn't start, wasn't really on the court very much at all, but then his overtime goes on, all these kids start <laughs> to fall out. Well, it's time to get pressed into service, and he comes up with a a big steal that leads to the game-tying basket in the third overtime, and then he blocks a shot going the other way, a really clean block too. So a uh, sophomore just going out there, stepping up, and uh, Kellen Davis, another sophomore who's the starting quarterback this year for Centennial, mm-hmm. he, he had some big buckets down the stretch. So uh, it's not just seniors getting it done for the Chargers there, and uh, Central is the same way. They don't have a lot of seniors who they play who major minutes, so – um kind of a look at the future a little bit which uh, scares me somewhat because if that means we're going to get a bunch of triple overtime games moving <laughs> forward uh maybe we start these games about 6:30 instead of 7:30 <laughs> <730. laughs> <laughs> Colin Lykas is here with
1: us on Sports Talk Colin would you take a covering a triple overtime game over a 4 to 2 basketball game yes <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh, that there were, i know it happens more more than we would like but there was a, a oklahoma high school game that finished 4-2 okay, I two yesterday
3: see, i did not see that no yeah. i thought that's the direction this game was going initially because the the first half of the first quarter yesterday was very low scoring uh four to four i think through mm-hmm. the first five minutes just neither team looked very fluid on offense and then central really got things going um, I thought for a second you were actually talking about the Illinois-Wisconsin game that I went to a, a little while <laughs> ago. I thought uh, that, that, that was pretty close. To, I thought first one to 45 was going to win it for a while. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely take uh, – you, you know, Central Centennial games, especially recently, usually it's like first one to 55 is probably going to win. Uh, the way that Centennial plays, it's always a little slower defensive-oriented, so it tends to slow the game down. Um, I went actually looked up for something that was in yesterday or today's paper I should say the last 20 matchups between these two teams and only one time did the team hit 80 points in any of those games <laughs> and guess what it went three overtimes <laughs> so that's that's
0: kind of the way these two teams play each other uh, last night Prairie Central gets a conference title mm-hmm. of the Illinois Prairie Conference Cole Serta was was there yeah uh, playing and Brad Underwood was there And uh, we're starting to wrap up all this conference play because postseason isn't that far away.
3: Yeah, Brad Underwood, Jeff Alexander. Checking out Cole Serta. We had a pretty good game, as I recall. A high 20-point game, something like that. Uh, Dylan Bazell from Prairie Central had even more, low 30s. He's (laughs) just a really talented athlete. Saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, offer Bazell. I think Dylan... (laughs) Probably. He can definitely go to college for sports. I I think it would probably be track and field instead Mm -hmm. of basketball. He's a very good jumper, very good hurdler. So I think that's probably more in the cards. But getting back to your point. um, Yeah, postseason right around the corner. Girls basketball starts on Saturday with regional quarterfinals, actually. And then we'll find out boys seeds here in the coming days. Whether or not I'll be able to tweet them out remains to be seen because uh, it looks like Elon broke Twitter again. So uh, <laughs> who, who knows what's going on? <laughs> You've been on having there. problems too. Yeah, everybody's been. I, I've reached my tweet limit for the day, despite having tweeted zero times today. Oh. You see, just okay. retweeting. So uh, my limit of zero apparently limits. has been reached. <laughs> Wait, so so there is a limit. That's a thing. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I've
1: never heard of that. I'm before. I'm guessing it's a bug.
3: Yeah, I'm guessing the the web. There probably I, is I, I bl- a limit. I, I blamed Elon. Don't get mad at me. Okay, it's I mean, just it he's, he's in fault. charge it's now. Obviously so obviously his fault.
1: This isn't like freaking friday where the limit doesn't exist yeah. but i imagine it's like you know a few hundred once you start spamming so much it's like okay you're probably yeah. a bot oh yeah, yeah yeah that's true
3: and i'm sure some people thought i was like spamming doing the central centennial game last night because i mean i'm just rapid fire trying to keep people up to date on what's going on in this triple overtime game <laughs> it probably was a little lot going
2: on.
0: i hope they don't get rid of bots though because that's like half my followers <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd <be> upset.
3: <laughs> you, those are the people who are telling you you're bad at golf or whatever on twitter those <laughs> <laughs> those kind of those kind of bots. I don't know. Most
0: of them speak Cyrillic languages. So. <laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, postseason time right around the corner, and uh, plenty of storylines to talk about coming up. Uh, Tuscola's girls after their first loss on Monday, uh, but not going to deter me from going down to Douglas County tomorrow. They just need to beat Central AM to win an outright Central Illinois Conference championship. No offense to Central A&M, but Tuscola has clearly been the best team in that conference all season long, and I don't think losing to a state-ranked Effingham St. Anthony team is going to necessarily stop them from winning a conference title tomorrow. So looking forward to going down and seeing that, and maybe the Raiders will try and prove me wrong if they hear this.
1: So so the records are identical in conference play even though tuscola has been no 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 no
3: no, no. just okay uh, just trying not to disparage central a&m too much but tuscola is undefeated in conference well i think at
1: one time central a&m had a really good girls program oh yeah i
3: I mean central a&m goes through you know just like many high school programs good waves they've had a really good series of boys athletes come through over the last few years um but uh yeah tuscola is just Kind of the pride of that conference right now, that Effingham St. Anthony game was non-conference, and sometimes you lose during the regular season. It's better to lose during the regular season than during the postseason when you're not allowed
1: to. How much does seating matter for teams once they get into postseason play?
3: Um, not as much in high school because hosting duties are assigned ahead of time. Okay. So it's just not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, Arcola is hosting a regional. St. Thomas More is hosting a regional. Tuscola is not. So it's just one of those things where um, – yeah, you'd like to have a one seed or a two seed. You know, it's a thing you can put on the mantle, per se. Yeah. Um, people fear you maybe a little more, or <laughs> maybe they say, We want to beat this team. Uh, it could be used as a good thing or a detriment. So um, I don't know how Tuscola feels about it. I. Plan to ask their kids tomorrow while I'm down there, but (laughs) probably right now they're probably just really motivated to overcome losing their first game. But
0: being a host doesn't impact your seed, it just means
3: your. It has nothing, yeah. You you apply for hosting duties ahead of time in the IHSA, you know, sometimes they have enough hosts, sometimes they have too many. More often than not, they don't have enough and need Hmm. somebody else to jump in. I believe actually Muhammad Seymour was not supposed to host a wrestling regional last weekend and had to because the IHSA didn't have enough seeds ba- or enough hosts, basically. So, But no, seeding totally separate from hosting duties.
0: Um, I, I've often wondered, I think we've talked about this before, but have you ever heard of somebody saying, "Would now that seeds are set, because it happens before mm. the season's over, that you know we're kind of. Taking it easier. These games are quote (laughs) meaningless. Right?
3: No, I don't think so. I mean, I can't imagine. No, there's no load management at the the (laughs) high school level. I don't think. You know, maybe if somebody's really banged up, you know, you can you rest them over the last few weeks. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but it it certainly leads to some interesting matchups. One of those is tonight, uh, St. Joseph Ogden's girls got a one seed they are currently 14 and 14 on the season they are hosting Piatone tonight who got a two seed and is 29 and one so I'm guessing Piatone is going to be extremely motivated to prove that uh, we deserve that one seed and St. Joe's going to come out and say no we're better than our record indicates (laughs) they gotta
0: they gotta do something because they never got that airport <laughs> <in Piatone. laughs> I, I've never heard that story, but it sounds interesting. Oh, that forever when I was growing up, there was always this talk they're going to build a third Chicago area airport. Okay. It's going to be in Pietone. It's going to attract, you know, people, pull people from Chicago south and then bring up other parts of the region. Then it was going to be a great alternative. Hmm. And it was a political football, and it obviously never ah, happened. I see. <laughs> well,
3: why can't we just fly in and out of Rantoul? I mean, there's already, you know, there you, kind to, of a setup. Uh, I, I sort think,
0: of. Yeah, I, I think Willard could be quite accommodating as well. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, all right. Uh, what are you working on for tomorrow? Uh, I just finished the story about the
3: Wallen, two of the three Wallen siblings, anyway uh, Doug and Lexi. Lexi was honored on Monday as STM Girls Basketball, St. Thomas More Girls Basketball's all time leading scorer. Doug is being recognized on Friday as St. Thomas More's Boys Basketball's all-time leading scorer on the boys' side. And he didn't even play all of his years he played there. played three of four, yes. He wow. was at Champaign Central for the fourth year, uh, scored 369 points over there as well, but 1,500-plus uh, in his three seasons at STM. So, yeah, both went on to good college careers. Lexi with Illinois State first volleyball, then women's basketball, the rare two-sport college athlete, and Doug with Illinois Wesleyan men's basketball before he went and got his uh, – Went and did a
0: graduate program here at Illinois. Actually, mm-hmm. that he just finished up in December. Called a state championship with uh, Brian Moline mm-hmm. when St. Thomas More won that with Lexi Wallen on the squad. Yeah, he was yeah. really good in uh, 2013
3: or 14, one of the two. Yeah, I
0: think uh, I'm gonna say uh, Rhonda Harshbarger mm-hmm. maybe was on that yep. squad too. Yep. Um, yeah, that was that was a neat moment for them. And yeah, then I remember calling a Doug Wallen buzzer beater. <laughs> um, Man, where was that? Might have been in Tolono with St. Thomas Moore. He, he, he had a buzzer-beating yeah. then It's you know, entirely possible. A year after that or so, he transferred to Central.
3: And then uh, and then he got to, got to play in State Farm Center's court as a member of Illinois Wesleyan during an exhibition in the 2018 season. Yeah. Six points off the bench. Illinois won, as they should have. No offense to <laughs> Illinois Wesleyan, but uh, pretty cool for Doug Wall there. And pretty cool that he gets to get recognized by his alma mater on
0: Friday. Well, look for all that stuff. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. That's Colin Likas. Of course, you catch him as well on Monday nights for Prep Hoops Confidential. See you under construction, doing great work. They got summer work coming up. They are getting a calendar going for that. You might want to get on that right now because they do book out. They are popular. And for good reason. They do good work. They communicate well, they follow through, and they are very established now with a team of experts ready to go to work for you. And they're also doing commercial work in town. So if you're a business owner or in charge of a business space, uh, rental properties, They have turned around uh, 250 apartments on campus this year, but they can also do large office spaces, restoration work, retail shops. They know what needs to get done and how to operate and not let construction get in the way of you doing your business efficiently. Plus, they're pretty familiar with all the city codes and permit and all those processes that are needed to get stuff done and done efficiently and quickly. So check them out. See you under construction. Over 130 employees so they know how to get it done
1: you're listening to sports talk on dws the nights at one o'clock the only meeting of the regular season between these two schools 11 o'clock Illini game day one o'clock the tip Saturday.
0: yeah that's saturday and then it's super bowl sunday on sunday you also all got women's hoops on the road against maryland they got two tough ones Didn't illinois seem like they used to
1: always play on super bowl sunday
0: yeah, the men used to play, and then we do like an early, like a noon tip-off mm-hmm. for one, so you can get done in time for just a couple
1: of years. The ago, big game. Yeah, I'm Can't. okay. I'm I'm not opposed to playing Saturday and then having Sunday for the Super Bowl. Yeah, right.
0: it'll be an interesting game. Rutgers down a player now. Um, you know, Lauren was saying yesterday, do you want them, Do you want Rutgers to have won against Indiana, so they're a little more, you know. Less hungry for a win, so to speak, but I don't know if it matters much.
1: No, I don't think so either. And Indiana, uh, we see this a, a lot in the Big Ten. Didn't realize that it had been almost five years since Indiana had beaten Rutgers. Oh. So they really, really wanted that one last night.
0: Yeah, and it keeps them right there in the race. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say right there, but close to right there in the race. What are they, two? Keeps them in out? the hunt. Yeah. yeah. I think they're a five-loss team, and now Purdue is a two-loss team. Mm-hmm. Uh, And Rutgers is a five-loss team Mm -hmm. now. And Illinois is a five-loss team. (laughs) So go figure that all out. It'll be fun. Uh, What do you think of the Blue Goody situation now? Because I imagine the plan was to get him in last night against Minnesota.
1: Yep. I wanted to bring that up yesterday, and it didn't go away because the game wasn't played. That's the biggest loss of not getting that game played last night was – if there was any opponent in the next three weeks that you could find time to just get let Luke Goody get some run where maybe the, I don't want to say the pressure's off, but the, the game situation isn't as tense. It would have been against Minnesota, and now that gets thrown right into the middle of, I think, Indiana- and Northwestern so uh so it's gonna be tough to to find him to get back out there of course now he's gotten the full week to get practice shape and and get a a little more conditioning um so maybe it doesn't affect it that much but as far as getting him in a game yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be harder now because again a a Saturday morning against Rutgers when you you coming off of a, a loss doesn't really scream let's put in the guy who hasn't played in four months Exactly, and I don't know what. I, I really don't know what.
0: What do you do if you're Brad Underwood? Because you can't. I don't care who it is. It, you you just you can't put somebody out there and say okay now they're going to perform. Yeah, it's not a video
1: game. They're humans.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, the the conditioning. You might be right. Can be up now because he can do more and he can do extra things or whatever. Uh, but it, that's never quite the same when you add the adrenaline and you add just the 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 inevitable nerves that come, but what do you do? Do you trade off any moment where you go, I just got to get him in. If I keep sitting him, then I'm not going to get him in.
1: He'll it, he'll put him in. I I think when when he's ready, I, and I I think that that's an, a total conditioning thing. I don't think he's no. I'm afraid. saying let's say I'm like, saying are you saying like a ready. game so- situation?
0: Yeah, let's say he's, a, he's 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 let's say he's conditioned as conditioning as can be at this point. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm just talking about it. Let's say it's a, a, you know, no more than a two possession game, one way or the other, the whole, you know, whole way. And I don't know that Luke Goody's a liability, but he hasn't played in four mm-hmm. months. Do you go, well, I just have to put him in? Do you, you give him 30 or 60 seconds a tick just before a media timeout? Is it, no, I plan to actually give him some run?
1: Yeah, it, it, it'll be a, a situation where he'll get in in the first half. You, you see it a, a lot. That's where, you know, a, a number of bench players there in that that twelve to eight minute in the first half territory, you get some guys in there, get some some breather before, and you just see how he is, how he how he comes off the floor, how his shooting touch looks, and, and it and based off of that, it what will determine it if he gets back in into the second half. But yeah, I he he's gonna play at some point. I'm just not exactly sure when that's gonna come. Yeah.
0: Well, I would think based on that thinking that we would see him Saturday. I would imagine if he was ready for last night, he's ready. He'll be ready for Saturday.
1: Yeah. We had people asking after Iowa if, if what what the whole idea was putting him in uniform and not playing him. I, I think it was that he was healthy and that was a bit of gamesmanship. And the idea was, yeah, Minnesota's an opponent at home that, that we can get him in there for three, four or five minutes. And now that didn't happen. So yeah, just based off of how the, the injury progresses and, and how conditioning's going, maybe Saturday is that situation, but I could also see him not playing.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't put him in uniform unless he's healthy enough to play, and maybe also was, well, we'll see. I mean, if somehow we're up by 15, give him some run.
1: Yeah, so that's what, they did the same thing with Perrin, right? He'd been on campus for like two weeks, and they put him in uniform. I don't think they really intended on playing him, but if something came up, sure, we, we can get him in there.
0: All right. The women tomorrow night against Nebraska on the road. Makaira Cook was the closer against Minnesota on Sunday. Talk to her today about whether she goes into that mode and, and facing the Huskers tomorrow night.
2: Honestly, in my mind, I'm saying, like, we got to win. So whatever we have to do to be in a position to win and – Usually, that comes down to our defense. So, like, I try to shift my focus to, like, very defensive minded. So, like, just being super focused about that. And if I get the ball, then yeah, I want to take, like, the good shot, you know?
0: Nebraska is such a high volume three point shooting team. How do you want to limit that?
2: We have to guard the three point line, but I believe that we're really good defenders. So, as long as we come focused and locked in, I think that we'll be able to take it away. <laughs> if if it all changed how they guard you guys from the three-point line because you guys came out so hot and it seems like that's maybe tapered off a little bit. What's changed in the way people approach you? Well, watching film, uh, the teams are literally just kind of like sinking in the paint and that can make it tough because like when the inside game is going, then that's when the kickouts come and stuff. But since we haven't been like hitting at a super high caliber, they've been sinking in on us. But we still find ways to do what we have to do. Uh, we're very strong, so even when we get in the paint, I think it's still like it's pretty deadly.
0: You see, there's another example. Somebody was asking about why teams just go for threes when they get the ball inside, but that's how it works. You get the ball inside, and then you get it back outside. If you're just... Running the perimeter the whole time. That's how you keep defenders on you, and then that's <laughs> those are bad threes. You want rhythm threes and open threes and system threes.
1: Didn't Sean Harrington yesterday say his favorite three is the kick-out three? Yes. I thought that's what he said because of all of those reasons. Michael <laughs> Tulip, anybody who's played basketball, <laughs> you know, knows that, that the, the kick-out three is something that you're looking for. Would
0: you like that pass? Oh, about
1: chest high? <laughs> <laughs> but... But uh, again, like like we saw in the second half, that, that was the idea, but the, the women were having so much success getting to the rim that you just keep going all the way and, and if you're you're be- oh, your yeah. guy and people aren't helping off, then you don't have to, to do those shots. So
0: You don't refuse a two. No. You just you want a system to to the threes. And and threes are more than twos. They are indeed. And this will be an interesting game because I think Nebraska probably views itself as uh, at Illinois as equal or better. Um and and you know we looked at it they they've, they've had mostly good wins and mostly you know they've they've lost to mostly teams that are better than them and they've mm-hmm. beaten the lower teams and but they've had one bad loss, they've had one great win. Illinois is kind of in that camp. Uh although I'd, I don't know if I'd call Purdue a really bad loss, no. but um, that's a loss you wanted, or when you want it at home. So this is a good test. And then you got to go all the way out to the East Coast on mm-hmm. Sunday to face a really good Maryland squad. And this team is in this space now of, um, oh, you know, they've gone from, the, oh, isn't that nice? That you guys are playing better too. Oh, wow, this team could be really good. And now it's like come back to the, okay, are we in the middle of the pack? Are we in the upper part of the Big Ten? And that's what this will kind of be a proving ground for.
1: Yeah, we know how tough it is to, to win on the road in the Big Ten, and now you've got to go on the road to a team that I, I think compares very well with the Illini in Maryland, one of the best teams, not just in the Big Ten, but uh, in the country. So if you want to be an NCAA tournament team and show that, that you can maybe make some noise there, you, you want to grab one of these, if not. Both of them, but it starts with Thursday. Probably the the more winnable game at Nebraska.
0: Probably pretty raucous. It gets pretty oh, yeah. loud in the in the Bob, as <laughs> they call it. <laughs> um, we are probably required to talk about the Super Bowl, so we'll we'll do that a little bit when we come back okay. and
1: finish this out. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS, alumni family. This is Brett Bielema. You've
2: got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM.
0: All I'm being fed about the Super Bowl, it seems, is the the the, the stakes, the things you can bet on, the prop bets. <laughs> the, you will this guy get more than this number of yards? Will that guy catch more than this number of receptions? And my my question is, is why is that interesting? Isn't that? I mean, could you, do you really do you, do you really drill down and go? I think this is a really good matchup for so and so. So I think I'm gonna. and and why I get like which team might win but that to me just seems like I'm not trying whatever it just seems like more just like is it it's like pulling the slot machine you might or may not win
1: <laughs> well most of those props at least player props happen even during the the season I, i'm a, a little guilty of that uh betting on some some props uh, along the way because they're sometimes easier than than li- lines and of the such but i think because that's what keeps you interested that's a, a lot of the time what i hear why people bet right i have no interest in say nebraska and michigan tonight right but if i I've got five bucks on Michigan on the money line. Now I've got a little bit of, of interest in it. So it, it, Michigan's it got some it.
0: interest in that game if they want any chance at the <laughs> postseason. They're very on the wrong side of the bubble.
1: Right well, they now. play. They played pretty inspired against Northwestern last week on the road, and Nebraska played really well at home against Penn State over the weekend. And, and uh, I, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, the one guy went off for thirty points, just shooting lights out from threes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that that'll probably be a good one. I don't know how much interest I have in it. Yeah. I did I did see a, a note today. It doesn't bode well for the Illini's National Championship hopes, but uh, I I think they're they're not too far off is one thing and it, it does have Big 10 implications. Uh somebody uh, speaking of betting Jake Fettner, he's, a, he's a handicapper that, that I, I pay attention to. He works for CBS Sports. points out that over the last 20 seasons, the NCAA tournament champion has been top 40 offensive efficiency, top 30 defensive efficiency in Ken Palm. Been a part of the central or eastern time zone. Didn't realize that there hadn't been a champion out west in the last 20 years and been ranked in the top 25 of the AP poll six weeks away from the tournament. The first four is six weeks away from today. Illinois only passes one of those categories. Their defensive efficiency, yeah. they're ranked 19. Just on the outside, as far as offense, at 50, obviously not ranked, but they are in the central time zone, so they've got two out of four. But the the other seventeen. So that's
0: probably good for a sweet 16.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> not too far off, but the seven teams that qualify or or hit all of those qualifiers are Kansas State, Virginia, Kansas, UConn, Alabama, Houston, and Purdue. So all of the names that you think are in that conversation for the national championship. Wow. And I would say Purdue or Houston right now are probably your favorites, right? Mm -hmm. Just on on how they've been playing Bama maybe a couple weeks ago, you would have picked them. Virginia uh, Virginia's kind of up and down, but we saw them up close and personal as well. So it's it's still wide open.
0: Yep. All right, we'll see if Illinois can start to climb back into those metrics and be in the hunt for a national title. Maybe. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you, everybody. A part of the program and our number one was Lauren Tate. Our guest was Tyra Perry, head softball coach. This hour we talked with Colin Lykus, on the prep scene on the other side it's ed bond for evan con i'm scott Beatty. wishing you a great wednesday night we're back again tomorrow four to six news talk 1400 93.9 fm wdws champagne urbana good night